The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca. You're listening to the Informed Traveler Radio Show, and we start our show this week talking about the new low-cost carriers that will be in operation in the coming months, namely Swoop and Canada Jetlines. To help us out, we're joined now by Robert Kokonis. He's the president of AirTrav, an aviation advisory firm based in Toronto. Hi, Robert. Hello there. Uh, pretty exciting times, I think, for Canadians in the air uh, that are traveling across the air. Some uh, low-cost carriers operating soon in swoop and jet lines. We have flair out there. I always think uh, the more competition, the better it is. Uh, your thoughts on some of the new carriers that are uh, opening up soon? Well, I was going to say, competition is good as long as the carriers around to bring us home uh, after we buy the $39 fare. And, of course... You know, Canada's seen a, a, a litany of, of carriers that have failed, but you know we haven't had a, a really a, a true ultra low cost carrier model try to start up in Canada until the launch of New Leaf, which is now operated is now Flair Airlines bought out New Leaf last year, and you're quite correct. We've got the WestJet launching Swoop this coming June. Canada Jetlines in Vancouver is trying to finish their financing round off so they can launch, and there's even another one in Edmonton called Fly Two which is an upstart that's trying to be launched by Tim Morgan, who was a one of the founders of uh, WestJet. So it's certainly an exciting time for uh, travelers and passengers looking for uh, for bargains. Mm-hmm. So now when we talk about <laughs> low-cost carriers, what are we expecting as far as passengers? What are we going to see? Well, I think the first thing that passengers are going to get is going to be the ability to access really low fares. And uh, and that's great because, as, I, as I've said in a number of uh, Venues, uh, I call it the Walmartization of travel, which is uh, there's a whole new segment of ultra cost conscious uh, traveler that uh, that you know is, is used to really cheap prices. Similarly, and I think Swoop has mentioned this as uh, Jetlines that uh, ultra low cost carriers also stimulate the marketplace in terms of getting people that either never travel or rarely travel. So. Regardless of which you know bucket you you slot into, uh, you know you're going to be able to get from these ultra low cost carriers low fares. What else can you expect? Well, certainly, you know part of the recipe of success is to try to put a few more people on board the airplane. So your knee space may be a little bit tighter than a regular legacy carrier, but you know again for a you know a one two three even a four hour flight, most people are willing to make that uh, sacrifice. Uh, the other thing we'll see is additional fees and charges. I think all of us that have do, been doing some travel in the past, let's say, 10 years, have seen increasing number of charges from uh, check baggage to advanced seat selection to purchase food on board. The ultra-low-cost carriers take that a step further by charging for virtually everything. So we're, we're going to have to do that as well. But, again, that's a choice or a trade-off that consumers try to make. No longer is the one-size-fits-all model working in the airline sector. Uh, you, for example, value checking a bag, and I don't. So why should we pay the same fare? Mm-hmm. It's all about uh, driving uh, uh, choice for consumers in, in what you know they value the most. One thing I noticed that's uh, interesting is uh, where they're flying out of. Abbotsford and Hamilton seem that they're going to be very busy airports in the coming months and years. Well, for sure. I mean, there's various. I mean, there's three pillars of what makes an ultra low cost carrier an ultra low cost carrier, or as we say. The acronym in the industry we call it ULCC, just a lot less wordy. 
Uh, one is, is razor sharp focus on cost. Number two, simple operating models. So Swoop is an example, one aircraft type, uh, no connectivity with WestJet mainline. The third piece is charging um, lots of uh, lots of additional fares and fees for all the services as we just talked about. But you know, back to razor sharp focus on cost. Part of that is wherever there is a secondary airport available, like Abbotsford for the Lower Mainland, uh, for Hamilton for the Greater Toronto Hamilton region, Southern Ontario. Those airports tend to have lower landing fees and uh, lower terminal charges, and also they're less congested, so it's easy to get in and get out. You don't have you know ten airplanes in front of you waiting to take off. So mm-hmm. the simplicity that the challenge is, of course, in Canada versus the U.S. and continental Europe where the ultra-low-cost game has really taken hold, those markets have got a lot more secondary airports in Canada than Canada does. Well, and I think that's one thing, uh, when people are flying and they want to go to Toronto, they got to remember that uh, somehow they got to get from Hamilton to Toronto, for example, and vice versa if they're flying into, you know, greater Vancouver area. So it's going to add the cost, right? Well, in the U.S. market, in Europe, I know people in, in you know, living in, in Luxembourg that will drive you know, an hour and a half to get to Frankfurt Hahn Airport in Germany. Uh, this is happening all over. And, you know, and if you just talk about the Toronto area, for example, where I'm based, people hop in the car all the time and, and drive to Buffalo, you know, a two-hour drive mm-hmm. from an airport, call it 50 minutes to uh, to an hour. And for lower mainland, uh, you know, maybe if you're living in, in West Van, maybe it's a little bit farther to go. But if you're uh, anywhere, Vancouver, Coquitlam, New West, Surrey, I mean, it's not really that bad a drive if you're outside of traffic. You know, part of you know what those airports are probably going to look at as ultra low cost uh, service expands is can any transit options be uh, boosted for those uh, for those airports? Interesting times, that's for sure, for Canadians uh, traveling by air in the coming months and years. Robert Kokonis is uh, president of AirTrav. Uh, Air Travel Aviation Advisory from uh, a ba- firm based in Toronto. The website airtrav.ca. Appreciate your time and your comments, Robert. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. The Informed Traveler with Randy Sharman is brought to you by mygrouptravel.ca. Got a group? Want to travel? Get a quote. Go to mygrouptravel.ca. And to listen to the show online, go to theinformedtraveler.ca.